Let me get something to drink. Capri Suns were on sale. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Name a drink and tell me if you've ever heard it. Okay. Heard of it. Name a drink. Ale eight. Ale eight? Yeah. Um Yeah. So Amy that? and I were watching TikTok one night and there's this little boy on there. I can't take you seriously right now. Uh, there's Wait, you're the one that said you and Amy are watching TikTok, so who can't take who seriously? <laughs> this podcast is a member of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts and content creators, visit bio.link slash red5. Hey, this is CJ at Cardiac Drop on Twitter, and you're listening to The Scarif Podcast. <laughs> is now the ultimate power in the universe. All right. What is up, Scuttlebutt Nation? This is Ro from the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. And it, it seems like we're going back in time because across the hall from me, I got none other. I can't talk. I'm so excited. I got Brad in the house. Brad, what is happening, man? I got Brad on the brain. I'm fantastic. Uh, no, it's it's great. With it. We did an episode a couple of weeks ago, and that was really cool, talking about villains. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I'm excited today to see uh, how many uh, listeners we can lose. <laughs> Absolutely. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. And um, just, to, uh, just to kind of uh, temper the mood here, we are going to be talking about, and I love this title, I love everything about it. I, I, I hope that people have fun with this, but absolutely. We are going to be talking about 10 things I hate about Star Wars. I'll add a little echo in there. Yeah, I hope you add some effects to that. That's going to be, that's going to be lit. <laughs> and uh, I hope we lose, not, not listeners, but I hope we lose followers just because of the title. <laughs> that don't give this even a listen. Like, oh my God, they hate Star Wars. So what happened to those guys? Yeah, we knew it. We knew those guys hate Star Wars. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Absolutely. This will be fun. And uh, I know uh, one or two people will uh, listen to it and hopefully uh, come out on the other side. Better fans for it. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> All right, let's start this baby up. Yeah, and, and by all means, folks, if you're listening and you think we're just flat out wrong, by all means, <laughs> hit us up on the Twitter or on the wherever those things you listen to your podcast at. Or Rose going to give you a phone number at some point, and you can uh, give us. Does anybody ever call us? Um, yes, we've got uh, some folks that call us, and uh, actually, uh, if you listen to this uh, episode um, at the top, we had a nice little station id a little promo from our friend cj so uh yeah people call all right well call us and tell us where we're wrong and then we'll just ignore it all right let's get into it let's get into it um yes i will give you guys the number but you can always record a little voice note and send it over to scare scuttlebutt at gmail.com hey what the hell the the uh, scuttlebutt hotline is 773-234-8659 Call us, uh, call us anytime. Um, we love to interact with folks. We love to hear what you guys have to say, especially after this episode. Um, we got quite a list of things that we just do not like about Star Wars. So let's get this party started. You're on this council, but we do not grant you the rank of master. What? And if you're counting, don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Who wants to start first? What do we got? Well, you ha you have some serious ones here. You want to actually? No, you know what? You know what? We the, the there's an elephant in the room, okay. Uh, and this uh -oh. is one of the ones that you said you hate about Star Wars. So we got to get this taken care of. Is this also it's on your list? No, no. And no. well, maybe it will be once once you explain yourself. Oh, uh, I okay. want to know. Okay, it gotcha. should be more like Star Trek. 
Oh right. yeah, that was on. I'm about, my list. I'm about to unfollow myself. Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I had that on my list. Star Wars should be more like Star Trek, and let me explain. Star Wars has been known to be less science fiction and more fantasy, and I get that. There's a lot of magical elements of Star Wars, but one of the things that I like about Star Trek is that there's a lot of uh, science behind it. Um, we talk about uh, you know. A lot of folks that love Star Trek have been inspired to be um, astronauts, scientists, doctors, what have you. Um, and not that Star Wars hasn't done that, but I think Star Trek um, has the science aspect kind of locked down, um, especially when it comes to space flight and scientific principles and things like that. They use real world techniques and real world science to, uh, to help explain certain story elements. And uh, Star Wars doesn't do that a lot. Um, you know, hi what is hyperspace? I don't know. You just pull the lever and boo, there you are. Um, so stuff like that. Um, we'll get into a little bit about that because I know we have uh, something that happened uh, in uh, The Last Jedi that uh, dealt with uh, the lack of scientific principle that uh, was a major plot point in, in that film. But uh, yeah, that's what I mean by Star Wars should be more like Star Trek. And, uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually mailing you my Star Wars nerd car as we speak, um, handing that one over. Yeah, you should, because, um, uh, so, so beam me up, Scotty. Uh, so teleportation that, that that's rooted in science, huh? I think, I think you, you know, galaxy quest did that better where the guy just came <laughs> up and just his insides were his outsides. And uh, there you go. I, I love the scientific basis to teleportation, but, all you're doing is faxing someone. Oh, well, when you word it that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, basis in science. Let's see. Let's take it from the earliest. Let's see, pod racing, uh, giant jet engines right in front of your face. That's pretty, that's pretty realistic. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. I'll um, give you that. Lightsabers, crystal beams that stop. Lasers that stop two feet ahead. Uh, yeah, that's pretty scientific. Uh, well, I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying to dispute this. I, I really can't. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the lightsaber is an interesting thing because, you know, you've got a, uh, a saber plasma. of light. It's plasma. <laughs> you know, obviously, um, I think Albert Einstein might have an issue with that. But uh, yeah, it's neither here nor there. If you can make it just stop. I'm trying to think of uh, – huh? but so you'd rather – you want it match more this this universe instead of just having its own? I mean, physics and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I kind of like the aspect of physics in my science fiction um, because it helps. I don't know. It helps explain some things a little better than trust in the force. Hmm. But um, yeah, you know, maybe a little. I know, like I said, you know, the, the hyperspace thing, especially in uh, Kenobi, uh, during that last episode when he was um, gallivanting across the stars to try to get back to Tatooine from wherever it is that he was to try and save Luke from uh, from Riva. Yeah. And um, he just, you know, it took like 13 seconds to get back to Tatooine. Five minutes later. A little longer than a few minutes later. <laughs> that was... That was that was really awkward. Like I was like, oh, I guess Luke's done. I guess they just <laughs> retcon Luca out of the universe. I don't know what happened, um, but no, yeah, Obi Wan was there to save the day. That was really awkward the way they did that. Um, so yeah, that's that's all I mean. All right, so I guess that we'll, we'll just use that as a segue. I mean, I think I entitled uh, this one. And again, if you're counting how many we have, just stop because stop right there. It's yeah. either less than or more than ten, but it's probably not going to be ten. Uh, I entitled mine. Uh, what did I entitle? Oh yeah, bombs in space and gas mileage concerns. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and we're going to try to make the ten things we hate about Star Wars, not ten things we hate about the Last Jedi, because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that list is probably greater than 10 times 10. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it just, uh, from a military aspect, from a planning perspective, that was just, that first scene was just god-awful. And uh, you, you can uh, explain, yes, I've read the books 
for those of us that they're going to flame spray me on the Twitter, I've read the books. I know how they tried to explain it. Uh, it's just goofy. It doesn't work. Uh, like, and what was your, what was your escape plan? What was your exit strategy from drop slowly, slowly, slower than a B-52 in space, dropping these bombs on this giant destroyer? Wait, uh, dro- and, dropping. And, and, dropping? And also, okay, um, projecting? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And, I, I read somewhere that they were magnetized. That's why they, they were, were magnetized. Being right. That's what I'm saying. They, the, they, yeah. That's yeah, okay. Whatever. Um, and what happened to the Y wings? I mean, those things were champs. Those things were beasts. Yeah. And you know, you just sold all the Y wings or what? Um, so that was just that was god awful. And then, uh, yeah, Ro mentioned it earlier. Running out of gas now. Uh, fuel, fuel is mentioned a couple times throughout sure. the Star Wars saga, yeah. but uh, literally running on fumes uh, in you know in a, in a vacuum. Uh, where as long as there's nothing in your way, you're going to keep going forever. Right. Uh, that was just hard to watch, but it did give time for one of the most pointless side quests of all time, and that was the the, <laughs> the Vegas in space. Uh, oh, we got. I guess we're just adding to our. See, I told you, don't yeah, count. Yeah, there we're we just go. adding to it. Yeah, just adding so, to uh, it, and you're you're going down that last Jedi. Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry. We'll come and bring. All right, all right, bro. Bring it back to uh, something else. Slap on the wrist. Slap on the yes. wrist. <laughs> um, you know what's funny? You did mention, um, and I know. You know, I always talk about uh, when folks get into arguments online and what about isms. You just mentioned the Y wings. And um, which brought me to a certain um, whataboutism regarding an argument that can be made. Um, But I'm ready to uh, dispel that argument for anyone that might be thinking of the same thing. Um, The bombs in space that you so eloquently uh, described from The Last Jedi. Um, There are bombs uh, that are used in The Empire Strikes Back when the TIE bombers and the Imperial forces were looking for the Millennium Falcon in the asteroid field. The bombs were just dropping out of the TIE bombers. Those were proton bombs. Completely different. Exactly. So what I was saying is... um, you know, even around an asteroid field, there is some sort of atmosphere that uh, generates uh, gravity. Um, and I checked on that because Star Trek told me. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? And, and here's the thing. Uh, the TIE bombers uh, dropped them and kept on flying. Uh, they didn't slow down to idle. And, and then wait for the explosion to keep going. So, uh, yeah. Excellent. All right. So um, another thing that I have on my list that we can uh, touch on is that Star Wars is not consistently top tier entertainment. And I know I'm going to get hate for that because, um, you know, people can argue when has Star Wars been consistently top tier entertainment? And I think perhaps that statement might come from a um, rosy perspective on my part, but yeah. obviously my love for the original trilogy, uh, for me, it is top tier Star Wars entertainment. But I think, um, you know, nowadays we have so much Star Wars and so much content that there is room for um, the, the IP to be watered down. And I think that's uh, that might be happening. You know, I, I in the notes I mentioned the book of Boba Fett, and I know we had our review show on that series. If you are not familiar with our feelings on the book of Boba Fett, please go back to our back catalog and check out those episodes. We did those live. I also dropped those in the audio format. But um, yeah, they're they're you know I, I want Star Wars. I you know because I love the IP so much, I want Star Wars to be the best that it can be every single time and that might not be realistic but those are my wishes uh, what do you what do you think about that one now when you say top tier what is your definition of that are you taking from a artistic point of view or simply from like en- entertainment value what, what is your criteria for top tier I think my criteria for top tier is uh, the ability to um, 
not only to entertain, because I think anything can entertain, but I think it has to um, engage you in in a way that provokes um, a certain uh, ability to to dive deep in the 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 meta of of what Star Wars is trying to tell you. And um, I think, you know, George Lucas obviously made Star Wars for many reasons, but one of the reasons that he is cited um, as saying is he wanted to create new fables for young people. And I think, um, you know, besides the spaceships and laser swords, we always say it, there's always some sort of underlying lesson. Um, you know, you take a look at the original trilogy, you've got, you know, the teachings of, of, of Yoda and, um, and how he relates or how he's teaching the, the force to Luke. Um, but one of the things that, you know, getting back to your question, I guess, is just having Star Wars be, um, a property that engages, um, the mind, um, not just entertains. Cause like I said, I mean, you can watch a transformers movie. It could be schlocky and, and weak, but it's still entertaining. You're still like ooing and eyeing at the visuals. But I think star Wars for me, in order for it to be top tier has to, um, has to tickle my brain, um, in a way that, uh, that, you know, that makes it special that has made it special for many fans. Yeah. I think we're being, uh, force fed. We, you talked about watering down. I think, Almost force feeding might be the better term. Like with the High Republic information, we're being force fed that information. Like you're going to like this because it's Star Wars. Um, but what would you say is the last top tier um, Star Wars, uh, you know, production? Oh, you know, and, and you, I think I'm cornered in a pickle here because, you know, based on my criteria, I do almost want to say the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I'm saying the argument, Um, based off your argument, you could go all the way back to like, but I want to counter that because you can easily say that the prequel trilogy is not top tier material. Although many these days would disagree as far as Revenge of the Sith. Some consider that. Um, But I just don't want you to forget, I, I think... Clone Wars is top tier material. Oh yeah, I, I, can I mean, see that. even though even though it's a cartoon, I, I don't care what format. You said engaging. Oh um, yeah, especially those last two or three seasons. Sure, uh, that they gave us that was engaging. Like if you're just if you're just not knocked on your ass by watching those, uh, you need to, you need to give them a rewatch because that is quality material. I think it's some of the best Star Wars material out there. So you know, movie format. I mean, it, like. I'm with you. You could argue that you're going back to 80 or 83 for top team material there, but uh, let's not forget Clone Wars and Rebels was pretty good the way it turned out, but I'd I'd have to say the Clone Wars is probably the last top tier material we had from Star Wars. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. Um, And, you know, obviously as, uh, as exciting and awesome as, Rogue One was, um, I would still, you know, go back to the eighties, like you said, um, and, and select, uh, the empire strikes back. I think star Wars was hitting on all cylinders, um, during that time period. Um, for me at, at least. And I know, you know, obviously you mentioned the clone wars and, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, that is definitely a fantastic series, but, um, you know, rogue one, as much as we are excited to, uh, you know, break down and, and watch Andor, I think Andor is going to be, um, close to top tier, um, in the new era of star Wars. Um, you know, we've been predicting that for a long time, just looking forward to that. So yeah, you know, it's in the era of giving us as much as we can handle on a weekly basis with shows and 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 I guess comics and books and novels and all this content. Um, obviously, not everything can be top tier. We have to pick and choose based on our own qualifications and opinions. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the uh, uh, the Andor series for for many for that and many reasons. I think my top tier definition will definitely apply to Andor and uh, and that series. Well, now I have to add another thing to my list, and that is Andor, because as I posted uh, about a week ago, I'm going to miss most of the Andor series because I'll be out to sea at the time. Uh, so uh, I'm going to say I hate Andor until I come back and watch it, and I, and I binge watch it, and that's going to be a glorious day. I'll, I'll take it back off the hate list 
when I come back and watch it. But uh, as of right now, it's on my hate list, uh, except for the first three or four episodes. So we mentioned the prequel trilogy possibly not being top tier. I think it's, well, it's definitely safe to say episodes one and two are not top tier material. And uh, that goes into one of the other things I hate about Star Wars. And uh, I wrote that uh, besides his writing and directing, George Lucas is a genius. And uh, I just got to say, I think, you know, you have to know what you're, as a creator, you have to know what you're, or, you know, as a creator slash producer slash director, whatever, you have to know what your skill sets are. Like, uh, you know, George Lucas, as I said, is a genius for coming up with these things and developing these things. But I hate to say it, the guy is not that great of a director and he's a worse writer. And uh, as you well know, because this is part of how we met and bonded on the Twitterverse, uh, I was uh, canceled many years ago. I say many years ago, wasn't that long ago, four, four years ago or so, um, because uh, I got into a flame war regarding Padme in episode two <laughs> because her uh, boyfriend just said he slaughtered a whole village. And she's like, well, that's that's, that's cool. Uh, you, you, you want some, you want some blue milk and cookies? And, and, and that was it. And I, and I made mention of that on social media and I got, uh, destroyed for it for pointing out the obvious that that scene is absolutely insane, ridiculous, like one of the worst scenes ever, because when, uh, your anybody, you know, just says they murdered a whole village full of people. You run away as fast as you can. I don't care who you are. You don't. You don't uh, offer them. And maybe, maybe, maybe I'll reignite this. Maybe some people. Well, I don't. They probably don't listen to us. But if they did listen to us, maybe I'll reignite this. Because again, uh, no, it's not Pat May's fault, but she sure as hell didn't help the situation. But that's not the issue. The issue is George's writing. And that's that's what got us into it. You know, it's not Natalie Portman's fault. Uh, she she acted and she said what she was written. Um, but, uh, that was just bad writing on that. And, uh, I think the prequels would have been much better had he, you know, kind of farmed out more of the writing and the directing of those films. Yeah, I would have to agree. Um, you know, Carrie Fisher is, uh, well known for kind of, you know, making, uh, light of that situation. You can, uh, you can write this shit, but you can't say it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I, I wonder, um, I wonder what the prequels would have been like if uh, somebody else took the uh, the writing, um, uh, you know, into account and, and maybe kind of retooled or re, re redone it a little bit. You know, one thing, though, I, I will give him credit. You know, obviously he struggled with producing and, and, and creating Star Wars and, and the original trilogy. There's a lot of things that he had to deal with um, the second time around. I mean, basically, he wrote his own check and did it his way. Um, I think that is uh, commendable for any director, any creator to be able to, um, you know, fight for the right to, to be able to do that, um, whether he did it well or not. I think one of the things that I admire in him as a as a, a creative person is the ability to have done that. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, alternate universe. What would we have had? Yeah, I mean part of the reason why your favorite movie is so good is probably the fact that George stepped back. Somewhat yeah, on exactly. It. Exactly. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we mentioned that the folks that probably don't listen to us and, uh, you know, we, we all like this and that. And I, I saw that you wrote that it upsets you that it's no longer universally accepted and having the different camps. I think that, uh, probably speaks for itself, but you want to talk more on that one? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. I don't know, you know, we, we lived through the, uh, the prequel trilogy and, um, the, I guess the, the, the divide that, um, that was generated through that. I don't remember it being as, um, long lasting as the current divide is post, um, the last Jedi, um, it, it may be, I, I'm not sure. I just, I, I just don't remember it being as there were no camps. That, yeah. There's no yeah. way there's no, I mean, uh, and I do we, remember we, songs that say, you know, George Lucas raped my childhood and things like that. But I think for the most part, it was kind of taken tongue in cheek. Um, you know, as far as the division goes, I think the division between fandom, um, 
in the uh, era after The Last Jedi is a lot more, I don't know, serious and, and long lasting. I mean, people walked away from Star Wars because of The Last Jedi, which I don't think that happened with the prequel trilogy. And I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Um, but I know, you know, several people personally that left the fandom after The Last Jedi. Yeah, no, after the prequels, you said, ha ha, that sucked. And you kept on loving the Star Wars, <laughs> right? That was, that, that was it. I mean, like, oh, well, it's it's part of the story now. Yeah. It uh, it kind of sucked, but uh, it's, it's part of the story now. Uh, Jar Jar Binks is part of the story now. Um, but, you know, as you said, with The Last Jedi, we still try to have conversations with some people about The Last Jedi, and they've refused to uh, because we are so, uh, you know, We've all made our decisions. Uh, so we, we can't have a good uh, civil conversation. One of the groups you mentioned was uh, Raylos. And again, stop counting people. We're probably getting close to 10 already. Uh, you mentioned Raylos, and let's see if I can piss off the Raylo fans. Um, but Star Wars needs to stop having women fall in love with homicidal maniacs. Uh, so, um, I mean, Padme and Anakin, okay, he wasn't. A genocidal maniac to start off with, but he sure as hell went that way. And the same thing with Ben Solo. She met him as a genocidal maniac. Uh, so I just think those relationships are insane. Uh, but, you know, again, we're not here to tell you how to like Star Wars. If that's your thing, Raylos, well, you go for it. Uh, I just don't think it's uh, very realistic, nor do I think it's very healthy to... Uh, to, to be with somebody that um, admittedly murdered countless <laughs> numbers billions. of people. But if you think it's a sweet love story and that they were meant to be, <laughs> then then by all means. And uh, Ray Lowe's hit me up. Let me know I'm wrong. Yeah, as you know, I'm sure they know where to draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's continue. But first, let's say thank you to some wonderful patrons and friends of the podcast. We'll be right back. All right, time for the big thank yous, podcast family, to those of you who open up your hearts and support the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast. Team Scarif gives you all a heartfelt thank you to some wonderful people who listen and interact with the show as patrons. We're super lucky to have you. Folks like 97 Bravo from the Convergence Podcast and our head gamer at Red 5 Gaming. Big thank you. Backyard Tardis, our friend Nicholas Schaefer, a huge supporter of the Red 5 Network. Go support his channel. Look for Backyard Tardis on YouTube. And check out Scott and Kim of the Use and Abuse Podcast. Thank you, fellow Red Fivers. Look for them on all the socials. Big thanks to our executor tier patrons. Thanks so much, everyone. Can't forget our other supporters like DJ and Steve from Rogue One Radio. Music, fun, TV, and the occasional shenanigans. Check them out. And we've got Danny from Comics and Cosmetics, a YouTube channel you cannot miss. Go subscribe, and thank you, Danny. The Frank from Miami. What's up, Frank? And we got Joey Rosales, longtime patron. Thank you, kind sir. Our very own expert on classic Hollywood and one of our favorite collaborators, Melanie Marquita. Big hugs to you, my friend. Sing Blue Silver, inside joke. And lest we not forget our scuttle buddies like Alex and Chad, Hyperspace and Holocrons. Don't forget Jay from Florida. Huge respect to all our patrons and thanks for your support. And if you also want to help us keep the lights on over here and enjoy our show, head on over to patreon.com slash scuttlebutt. Remember, we can't have the scuttle without the butt. It's always sunny on Scarif with patrons like you. Thank you, everyone, for sticking with us. And thank you to our patrons. Um, did you ever think we'll, we, we'd have patrons, Brad? I didn't think anybody was going to listen to us, much less right. support the cause. So <laughs> Excellent. But thank you so much. All right. So what else is on the list? Um, we were talking about the certain camps, the certain um, factions of the fans. And um, one of the things, um, again, you know, if you're tuning into us now, uh, we're talking about the 10 
things that we hate about Star Wars. Um, you got to say that again, but you got to make it so there's an echo. Oh, that's right. We are talking about the 10 things I hate about Star Wars. There you go. Great. Awesome. So one of the things that I put in um, our list and, um, you know, I, in parentheses, I put tongue in cheek, but now that I think of it, I'm not sure if it is tongue in cheek. Um, I hate that every idiot out there thinks that they know more about the lore of Star Wars and its roots than I do. (laughs) That sounds pretty strong when I say it out loud. My tongue is not in my cheek. I'm dead ass serious. Stop Um, it. You don't know. But, you know, he, you know, it, it goes back really to the uh, what, what we always state in our kind of our our um, our manifesto is that we love to talk to different fans about their different, uh, you know, relationship they have with the franchise. And um, sometimes you can get into some really great um, discussions online, whether it be publicly or within you know our little private direct messages. Um, and sometimes, um, you can't help, but to, uh, you know, point fingers and start yelling and, 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 and lose friendships over it. It's, uh, it's interesting because, um, you know, lately I have been avoiding, um, putting my two cents in. If I see somebody's reaction to a post, um, there's one or two, um, accounts that are very argumentative, no matter what it is that we say, they'll just counter and say, well, you're wrong because of this. And, um, and it's, it's hard sometimes really to, to argue, um, about star Wars, why we like it, why we don't like it, what we think about this. And here's the thing, guys, it's, it's our opinion. It's your opinion. Let's talk about it. Like we used to back in the day. Um, but yeah, I I think that's what I mean by, Again, you know, it it really is more tongue in cheek, but I I just wish that we were all able to kind of, uh, you know, give our opinion and say, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then move on, not say, well, you're wrong and I'm going to block you. I'm like, why? Han Solo (laughs) was a bum. What are you, why are you blocking me? Yeah. I don't know. And Boba didn't do shit. Um, So, yeah, I definitely got a couple of things to say on this one. Number one, uh, I do know more than you do about Star Wars. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> I'm not talking to Roe, although I'm talking to Roe, but I'm not talking to Roe. I'm talking to everybody else out there. I do know more about Star Wars than you do, and I'm fine with that. And you should be fine with that, too, because I have a podcast and you don't. And if you think you know more about me, then, uh, you know, just make your own podcast, and then we'll see. And I'll come on your show, and I'll prove that I know more about Star Wars than you. Anyway, uh, sorry. Um, and the other thing, kind of like on the flip side of this, I'm just kidding. There are a couple people that know more about Star Wars than me, but not many. Anyway, uh, the the flip side of this is also another term I've come to hate is this term gatekeeper. And I hate the way people use this term as if, uh, you know, when when people love a franchise, they love a story and they want to protect it um, there and, and they do know a lot about it. They're labeled as gatekeeper. And that's a bad thing. and But the ironic slash sad part about that whole thing is normally people that start yapping about gatekeepers are the biggest gatekeepers online, on yeah. social media. Sure, uh, They have their specific criteria of what it means to be a Star Wars fan or whatever franchise, name your franchise, of, of what it means. And, and, if, and if not, then you don't belong here. Uh, so they'll call everybody else a gatekeeper. And that's really stupid. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with knowledge, uh, of, you know, trying to gain knowledge of a story and wanting to know all the lore, you know, and that, and on the flip side of that, you can just enjoy them. If you've seen nothing but two of the movies or one of the movies, you're still a star Wars fan. If, if you liked it. Um, so we got to stop faulting people for whatever level of knowledge they have. Sure. Um, I no longer have the same, you, you know, me, I've pretty much stopped reading the books as of this point. Um, there was a point where I had to know, had to pick up every single piece of lore there was. And if that's your thing, then good on you. But, uh, you know, not everybody's going to be that way. So I don't know what tangent I went off on. Uh, I'm still smarter than you at Star Wars. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, and that's one of the things that I enjoy is, uh, you know, when we get into our discussions, our deep dives, uh, you know, we've had several with uh, our friend Andrew and Marisha over at Science Fictionary and, and, and Rob from Jedi Temple Archives. You know, I, I really love getting into the weeds about what we think this means. What do you think this represents? And obviously we, yeah, we have a podcast because we have an opinion. We, uh, we like to share it and we like to engage in, um, in the discussion with our friends, um, and, and followers. So I, I think it's, um, I think it's more of a healthy way to, to do it than to either keep things bottled up or just be argumentative for no reason whatsoever. Like I mentioned, there's a, some accounts that just argue with me just because, um, but don't offer any, uh, substance to it. And, um, I just kind of, you know, keep scrolling after that, but yeah, absolutely. Um, Again, you know, Brad mentioned it at the top of the show. If you have uh, some opinions, if you're at this point, you know, 35 minutes into, if you're yelling at your radio and saying we're all wrong, let us know why. Let us know what your opinion is. Um, contact us over on uh, Twitter and all uh, the available methods of uh, contacting us. Absolutely. And we will address everyone, I assure you. <laughs> Not really, though. Um, you know, you told me to stop mentioning The Last Jedi, and uh, I will probably not. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I had as one of the 10 things I hate about Star Wars, insert echo here, um, is that I can no longer enjoy The Force Awakens because of The Last Jedi. And what I mean by that is, you know, we've, we've obviously talked about both films ad nauseum on this show, uh, you know, I'm, I'm one of the many who I, I probably saw the, the force awakens seven or eight times, seven, Still, eight, yeah, nine times in, in, the, in the theaters. Um, and I really loved it. I did not care that it was pretty much a carbon copy um, for you youngsters out there. That just means a, a, a copy, uh, a carbon <laughs> copy of episode four. And they just, uh, you know, flipped a couple, you know, genders in there and whatever. I didn't care. I thought it was a highly entertaining story. And um, I did not care about Ray, you know, being ultra powerful right off the bat. Um, I think that sort of thing happens in fantasy stories, right? Uh, if there's a supernatural power, a lot of times it will concentrate itself in an individual and that person becomes the hero. Yes, Luke had to struggle with it. Ray didn't. I didn't care about the difference there. I really enjoyed that movie start to finish. And I was so excited about the trajectory of where stars was going, even though it was nothing like, you know, you know, those of us that survived the nineties, you know, with uh, air to the empire, dark empire, all those good stories. It was nowhere where we thought it was going to go. But at the end of that film, I was very excited about the trajectory of star Wars at the time, but now knowing where it goes so quickly in episode eight, I have a very hard time watching episode seven because I know what happens right after that. And the fact that it all goes to shit um, five minutes after this movie is over, um, like literally. And again, if you love the last Jedi, that's great. I'm glad you do. We're, we're, Ro and I are both extremely happy that you love that film. But for me as a person, since this is our list of 10 things we hate about Star Wars, <laughs> I hate that one of my favorite movies was kind of ruined for me because, and then nine doesn't do much to fix it either. Um, does a little bit to fix it, but not enough because it's kind of a train wreck itself. Um, I hate that I can't, I can no longer enjoy the force awakens because of what happens afterwards. You know, that's too bad. I was uh, telling you that I was having the this exact conversation about uh, the ability to enjoy The Force Awakens um, or the lack thereof because of the eighth film um, with some other um, people uh, on Twitter. And um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Like, you know, I've told you this before. I really wanted to love The Last Jedi because it was very interesting the way, you know, they ended it. Um, they ended The Force Awakens. What what is going on with Luke, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the fact that, um, it didn't, uh, it didn't go, uh, you know, where it seemed like it was going, um, kind of ruined things for me as well. Um, you know, obviously there's other things that, uh, that I just did not like, um, about the, um, 
the sequel trilogy as a whole. Um, but uh, again, that, that could be another podcast. I, um, I, uh, you know, I empathize with you in your, um, in your notion here, but I, you know, I, I saw it seven times too. Um, and like you, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I'm like, oh, wow, cool. Star Wars back on the big, big screen. You got uh, this big bad guy. Who is this Kylo Ren? What's going on? Um, but um, yeah, it, uh, it just kind of fizzled out for me. Kind of. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So I'm going to get to another one um, that's a little bit more, uh, maybe not lighthearted, but uh, something that uh, I think we all are going to experience, whether you're a Star Wars fan, um, a new Star Wars fan, an old Star Wars fan, uh, I just discovered Star Wars kind of fan. Um, But something that I hate about Star Wars is the fact that I will eventually miss a Star Wars because of uh, death. I'm going to die sometime and Star Wars is going to keep on churning because Disney has it. It's going to keep going, keep making, printing that money. Um, But there's one point in time where it's going to be beyond me and uh, I will have to uh, somehow row returns to try and catch the next Star Wars after my death. That's going to suck. Yeah. I thought you were going to say shirtless Tarkin uh, for this next (laughs) one, but... uh... (laughs) Uh, yeah, I'm either going to have to reincarnate, reincarnate myself real quickly uh, or um, just haunt a movie theater. I think I might just haunt a movie theater because you probably Sounds watch like some fun. great flicks. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can just screw with people while they're uh, you know, eating their popcorn. Um, but yeah, death, you know, it's a lot more final in this life than it is. And uh, no, no force yeah. ghosts over here. But right. uh, yeah, maybe, I should I... Have been, maybe that should have been your hate point. Like you can't come back as a force ghost. Right. Maybe somebody can um, impale me with a lightsaber. That always seems to <laughs> not kill you. Not kill you. You'll be fine. <laughs> You're fulfilling your destiny. Uh, what is this about? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. What are you talking about here? Yeah, so... Um, you know, we talked about growing up in the 90s and, um, you know, after Return of the Jedi, there was no Star Wars. Um, you know, we were still fans, although we were not talking about Star Wars because there was nothing out there to talk about up until, you know, you've got uh, some Dark Horse comics that came out. Um, but uh, the uh, the other project that uh, kind of uh, spearheaded, I guess, a resurgence of Star Wars in the 90s was it the Thrawn trilogy? What am I thinking of? Hold on a second. Thrawn trilogy. But what was it called? Was it called the Thrawn trilogy? Um, we have yeah, because you have Heir to the Empire and then Dark Force Rising. The Thrawn trilogy by Master Timothy Zahn uh, basically kind of gave new life to Star Wars in the '90s after nothing um, Star Wars on the horizon since 1983's Return of the Jedi, and um, you know. As a Star Wars fan, you know, you love to love Star Wars, obviously, but I think when it comes to um, absence making the heart grow fonder, we are nowadays, obviously, since the purchase of Star Wars um, and Lucasfilm by Disney, we've got Star Wars up the wazoo. We've got series that have been dropping since The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. We've got Andor coming soon. We've got uh, Ahsoka coming soon. Um, I think even Babu Frick is going to have its origin story in a 12 part series. And I know that's going to be your favorite. Um, But yeah, Star Wars is all over the place. And um, a lot of people talk about the fact that they wish Star Wars would become or go back to being an event type of uh, franchise where we only get, you know, one, you know, movie every three years, just like back in the day. Um, But I think, I'm I'm really on the fence about this because I love that's I love Star Wars in the on the big screen. Um, I do enjoy Star Wars on the small screen, although obviously we've had our issues with that. We've had our discussions about the lack of um, of I don't know. The, there's something missing there with the with some of the Star Wars uh, on the small screen. So, like I said, I'm I'm on the fence about that. But as far as um, you know, making the heart grow fonder. Do you think that Star Wars would be better if we didn't have so much Star Wars? 
I don't. I think I think this is a funny point you make, and I'll, I'll get back to my point, I guess, because you've said many times that uh, Star Wars fatigue. I believe you said you don't think Star Wars fatigue is a thing. I think you said you're here for it, right? But now you're saying absence makes the heart grow fonder. I think. Um, I think there is a thing, such a thing as too much content. Um, but I think it doesn't, you know, and we saw this in the sequel trilogy. It doesn't feel like there's a master plan to the whole thing. I think that maybe that's what's missing is I think they're just like, oh, that worked. Let's let's do more of that or, or let's do more of this. Um, you know, oh, let's give Obi-Wan a second season, you know, if they, if they decide to do that. Just because, you know, the first one did well. I think it's because there's no master plan for it. At least it doesn't feel like it. It, it. You know, they a few years back, Kathleen Kennedy talked about this master plan for Star Wars. And I swear that's just gotten derailed uh, almost completely um, from what she originally said. So um, I'd personally I'd rather than pump the brakes. There's, there's enough Star Wars content right now. If they stop making content right now, there's enough Star Wars content that you can enjoy for the rest of your life. Um, so, you know, I would be down if they would just take a pause, pump the brakes, and then just reassess. And I know Disney won't do this because Disney's a money-making machine. I can't fault a corporation for wanting to make money. This right. is just our desire. I wish they would. Um, and just, you know, rethink it and just have a, a plan, a thorough plan going through. And I, I feel like that's what's missing. And uh, no, I don't. I love Star Wars, but I don't want material for the sake of material. I don't want to just consume and you know please sir may I have another sure. so so yeah um you mentioned uh star wars fatigue and i know i've uh i've dispelled my belief in star wars fatigue um star wars fatigue is a concept i don't think i uh, you know i i believe in that but i think what i do believe is the fact that you know we're getting all this stuff and i mentioned earlier in the episode about watered down star wars i think when you're thirsty and you see a glass of water, you're like, oh, my God, I'm thirsty. I'm going to drink this glass of water. But then, you know, after the fifth glass of water, you're like, eh, it's just water. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's what we are um, what we're suffering through. And it's it's not much Star Wars fatigue as it is. Um, it's not as special as that first glass of water. And it never will be. But I think the um the quality of the writing the quality of the of, of the people behind the scenes has to reach a certain level again going back to my reaching top tier entertainment um those things have to be in place in order for star wars to continue to be top tier entertainment to continue to be that first glass of water when you're super thirsty you know we have to be excited about stuff and i know a lot of people are not excited when something is announced hey the new star wars show is coming and it's called this it's going to be dropping late december people are you know because of the the i guess the mixed reviews people are very ho-hum about it and that is that is certainly one aspect of star wars that that i hate that People are ho hum about the next Star Wars project. I want yeah. to be able to, you know, uh, geek out and uh, be as excited as I ever was uh, about anything Star Wars coming out. And I try to be, you know, up until uh, obviously, you know, you have to watch it to uh, generate an opinion. Um, but um, I can safely say that, yeah, you know, if you put Star Wars on it, I'll I'll be excited um, to to watch it and and see what it's all about. So I think what I'm getting from this is not necessarily that there's too much material. It's I think what you're getting at is we as fans naturally appreciated it more when we had to wait for it. Yes. Like when, when, you know, obviously no one wanted a, uh, what was it? 16. Yeah. 16 year wait. No one really wanted a 16 year wait between trilogies. Um, but that three year wait, at least it made us appreciate it more. I don't think now, I think maybe it's not a content issue. It's the time that we, or we, we don't have time to even digest the current project before the next project is upon us. I think that's what you're getting at. Yeah, a, a, a little bit too. But like I said, I think f the, the base of my criteria here, I think, is that, you know, because we have so much Star Wars that they are just – 
um, they're rushing through it. And you can tell, I mean, Book of Boba Fett, like I said, we had our issues with that, but that just seemed like a story that the, you know, they just rushed through it. They didn't think it through, you know, is, is this the right thing to, to do with this character that's been so loved? You know, do people want to see a softer, kinder Boba Fett? The answer is no. You know, it's like, you know, I, I and I know, you know, people liked the show. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, what the fall off will be once the rest of the shows um, come into play. And that's one of the biggest reasons I'm looking forward to Andor, because Andor seems like it's got more um, more gravitas. Um, you've got a powerhouse team behind the scenes with uh, with the, the production designer. You've got directors and writers that are are top level. Um and I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Star Wars being back on, you know, the, the high. Yeah. Uh, I want to add something to uh, my, my list. Uh, you know, speaking of absence, and this is a bad absence, the absence of Lucas Games. I, I miss, oh, yeah. we're talking about Star Wars. I miss Lucas Games and I miss, uh, you know, all the fun games that they had coming out. Now it's either, you know, you're playing Battlefront or you're playing Fallen Order. Like, I, I know there's a, a couple projects in the works. There's another Fallen Order coming out, uh, another project or two that they're working on. Um, but I miss that feeling of Lucas Games and the old TIE Fighter and X-Wing games and TIE Fighter versus X-Wing and all that kind of good stuff. Sure. Um, the pod racing games. I, I miss everything that uh, Lucas Games brought to the table. Um, that's just a little extra addition. Uh, I'm going to add another one to the list um, that might get me uh, screamed at. And that is the now relentless current injection of real world issues into the Star Wars universe. And uh, before everybody starts screaming and, you know, <laughs> heads catch on fire. Oh, it's always been about politics. Um, you know, that that's a, Ignorant statement. Sorry if you've made that, um, be, but I'm going to tell you it was because while the original trilogy did somewhat reflect what was happening in the real world, um, you know, as we talked about early in our in our podcast uh, podcasting days, you know, it did reflect Vietnam and Watergate and all that kind of good stuff that that came out. It was out of the ashes of all that stuff. That wasn't the focus of it. It was still escapism, right? You can, and this doesn't just go for, for Star Wars, right? This really any fiction that you watch, whether it's on TV, Netflix, the big screen, uh, I, you're, you'll be hard pressed to find a piece of fiction that isn't just completely littered with real world issues that are being, you know, like, you know, force fed through a, through a fire hose. You know, I, I want, when I go to watch star Wars, I want to escape this world because this world kind of sucks right now. And for a couple hours of my life, I would like to not be able to, or have to worry about that. I would like to leave this shitty situation that we have right now. And this messed up society that we have right now, just for a couple hours, I would love to escape that and just watch some good old fashioned science fiction fantasy storytelling but now you can't watch anything without it being just you know yeah you know a retelling of, of what we have going on right now in the real world so yes it, it, it did talk about politics but it wasn't again force-fed to you through fiction you might you might disagree on that one but uh, i you know i it's to me it's getting very aggravating Sure. And this is, uh, this is one, I guess that I will kind of counter, um, give you some counterpoints. I think, um, you know, I, I do see that argument a lot. I do see, uh, and, and now more so because the actors are coming out and saying, you know, uh, you know, I worked on this project and it's, um, it's anti this and it, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, symbolism of that and this and that. And, um, you know, that that's fine and dandy. I think we have to take the actor's word uh, with a grain of, uh, of sand, as they say. Um, but I, I think for the most part, you know, science fiction and good science fiction really does lend itself to to be um, 
a euphemism for a lot of the things that um, that we go through in real life. And I understand the escapism aspect because Star Wars is fun. You know, even Star Trek is fun. It's um, it's real world um, elements disguised in a fun way uh, to be able to think about it and pick apart um, the story elements in, in a way that you are familiar with. Um, and maybe you know, maybe something that you have discovered, um, in real life that you're not familiar with, but I think, you know, with any good science fiction, it allows you to, to think about those things in a way that you're not actually being force fed. Like you mentioned, I think, um, you know, star Wars has done that, you know, uh, I did not feel insulted when you said, uh, that that would be an ignorant uh, statement, but I think star Wars does have, like you mentioned, some of the things that, were going on um, back in the you know late 60s, early 70s. You've had uh, you know Vietnam. Um, you had uh, you know the Empire against the, the little guy. Um, so all all that stuff that George kind of infused in the story of Star Wars, whether you think about it or not, um, is is present. Um, and I know you know the prequel trilogy has a lot of that. I think Andor is going to have a hell of a lot more because we are living in times where you know, it does seem like we are being force fed, but I, I'm really hoping that Andor does it in a way that um, that kind of get back, gets back to the roots of of putting those story elements um, in universe, trying to get back to, you know, you know, not um, I guess not like super direct, uh, you know, comparisons to today's um politics or ideologies that have people divided but just a way to kind of present that and 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 think about you know how you um take it um and i know a lot of days a lot i, I think that i'm going to challenge our listeners too i'm going to challenge our listeners and our followers to be able to kind of take in everything that they see um in the entertainment world and say well what can i get out of it instead of i'm going to scream about it um, what can you get out of it? You know, we, we are living in some really interesting times. Um, the media that we consume is reflecting that, but I think, you know, it, it's also, um, it also is our responsibility to see, well, can we learn something from it or is it all just a hundred percent trash force fed stuff? I don't think it's all hundred percent trash force fed stuff. I think it's just the way we act the way we interact with each piece of media that tells a lot about who we are. Yeah. I think you said that really well. And I think, you you know, hit the nail on the head with the fact that you said you use words like disguised. Um, and you said earlier about being engaged and I, and I guess what I was getting at, and can, I think you put it into better words was you had to figure it out. You had you had as a yeah, yeah. Uh, as a viewer or as a listener or as a reader, whatever form of media you like, uh, you had to figure it out. You had to be engaged, as you're saying right now, and you know, see what you can get out of it. You had to look into it. Um, like you, you cannot. If you watch the original trilogy, um, you you could you cannot. It's it's just hinted at, right? As you said, he infused it, uh, even with the prequel trilogy. Uh, George lays out the blueprint for how you establish a fascist dictatorship. Um, so yes, all kinds of real world parallels, but it wasn't just they didn't take a silver platter and then smash you in the face with it. Right. Uh, with with here's our message. You had to look at it. You had to take it apart and you had to digest and you had to figure out for yourself, you know, and most of that's like on the subconscious level and you had to figure it out on your own. And uh, I, I think maybe that may, that's actually what I'm trying to say here is um, it's uh, I guess, lazy writing. It, it's just putting it in your face and accept it or you suck. Right. Well, I, I got to get to my top thing that I hate about Star Wars, and that is the now infamous Peppermint Patty incident. <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, what? Um, I have been. I've told you some of my childhood stories, and, and I've been I've been scarred. Uh, I was. Let's see. Let's do the math here. Five years old. Five years old, and uh, 
obviously Return of the Jedi was my favorite movie then, still is. And I went nowhere at that age without having my Wicket action figure in my pocket. And uh, and I would take him out and, you know, we'd, we'd hang out and he was my best friend. And uh, one day I went to with my father to uh, see my mother at work. She worked at a hospital and uh, we had the uh, good fortune of uh, eating in the cafeteria at the hotel or at the, I'm sorry, at the hospital. Um, which I thought was quite a treat back then. Uh, turns out it really, really isn't. But anyway, uh, so we so we had a fine meal at the cafeteria, not that I really remember it. And then afterwards, uh, we went to the little uh, snack bar, and uh, my, my parents were like, hey, you, want, you want to get some candy? And I said, of course. And uh, got myself a York peppermint patty, because that was my favorite candy back then. And uh, unfortunately... I put Wicket up on the counter when I got my peppermint patty and I got my peppermint patty and I left the hospital and it wasn't until halfway home in the car where I realized that Wicket was no longer with me and he was no longer to be seen again. And I have been scarred ever since that I lost Wicket, my best friend, because of this goddamn York peppermint patty. Yikes. And uh, it's it's bad. So that is the top thing that I hate about Star Wars. Wow. Patties. That is tragic. Um, tragic. I can't uh, I can't imagine the drive home. Um, obviously, your 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 parents did inconsolable, not... inconsolable. Obviously, they didn't turn back. They just said nah, I didn't. It's just plastic. Right. I lost all trust in my parents at that point. <laughs> oh, God, was... that's terrible. <laughs> I know. That explains a lot, Brad. It does. <laughs> I still have trust issues because of this. Peppermint patty. Uh, oh my All right. God. So, so, so where does that leave us? You know, we, we, we've been talking, what, we've been talking for like an hour now? Yeah. About all, all the things we hate, probably well beyond 10 now, all the things we hate about Star Wars. So, and I just so, want to say real fast, I just want to say thank you guys for reaching this point. Um, I know the title is a little scary, and we did kind of uh, throw out some very serious things that we don't like about Star Wars. But um, thank you for listening to uh, to our rambling. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry, Brad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and you know, one of the other things I hate about Star Wars is people that have clickbait podcasts where they say one thing <laughs> and it ends up being another. I can't stand those podcasts, especially and, the ones and- with icons or you know thumbnails with laser eyes and stuff oh my like god that. i hate those i, I'm, I can't putting, stand those so i'm putting add that those to it that. as well but you know we, we've we've um you know and again if we talked about episode eight we could probably add another 93 things we hate about star wars to the list um but uh wh- what does that mean where where do we go from here do we do we just walk away from star wars at this point we don't walk away from star wars at this point yeah and of course we don't walk away from Star Wars. Star Wars has always been silly. That's one of the main reasons why we love Star Wars. And on an upcoming episode, we're going to talk about all the reasons we love Star Wars. And this silliness of the whole thing is why we love it. It's got it's full of flaws. Human beings are full of flaws. And that's one reason there that's that people become so lovable is some of their idiosyncrasies that they have. And star Wars is no different. There are a plethora of issues uh, throughout the saga and the books and everything else, but that's what makes it so fun. And it gives us something to talk about for 40 plus years now. And uh, it keeps podcasters in business. What little business we have, uh, it, you know, gives us something to talk about. So, we hope you do enjoy, you have enjoyed this show. And uh, if we are wrong, like I said, call us out on it. Uh, and if you think we missed anything, uh, well, in a, in a respectful way, because here on the Scare of Scuttlebutt, we believe in being respectful. Uh, you know, if we think we missed anything, by all means, uh, give us a shout out. Let us know what we missed, things we hate about Star Wars. But uh, I want everybody just to, I hope you enjoy this um conversation we've been we've been looking forward to this one and uh i thought it was a lot of fun but uh i can't wait to talk about all the things we love about star wars and if you are loyal listeners have any things that you would like to mention on things you love about star wars please hit us up as well Roar gave you the phone number gave you the email uh you know our twitter 
account, uh, hit us up there, however you want to, by email, and uh, we'll discuss all the things we love about Star Wars, and I'm really looking forward to that as well. Excellent. But you got to say it the right way, and I'll use that on the next episode when we actually drop it. So say it again. What are we doing next week? What Say what part? What? What part so did I, I say right? So I can echo it. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay, yeah. Okay, well, I don't know. Maybe you'll keep this. Maybe You know I don't listen to the podcast. And on our next show, we're going to talk about the 10 things I love about Star Wars. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Scare of Scuttlebutt podcast. Just wanted to remind you all, we can be found wherever you find your other favorite shows. iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Podchaser, Backtracks FM, Podtail, Owltail, Google Podcast, and of course, our own Red5Network.com to name a few. And don't forget to drop us a voicemail at 773-234-8659, our Scuttlebutt hotline. We want to hear what's on your mind. Your call is very important to us. Let us know what you think of the show, what future topics we should tackle, or just to say, hello there. Please hold. Excellent. There you go. Um, I just logged into, I felt so bad for you, recounting the story of the lost wicket i just logged into ebay and i just bought you a wicket (laughs) and that's the scuttlebutt (laughs) perfect awesome